0: Hi, my name is Trudy Rosquay, and I am the founder of Vitality 40+. I am not only a master personal trainer specialising in women's and children's physical health, but also a menopause ambassador who is passionate about spreading the word and breaking all those mystical taboos over the M-word. I have created a series of podcasts with a variety of guests, not only on women's health issues, but subjects that relate to men's health and well-being also, Unlocking all the answers to questions that you may have wanted to ask but unsure as to where to get the information. Hi, and welcome to another podcast for Vitality 40. Hi, and welcome to another podcast for Vitality 40 Plus. So today's guest is a lady called Emma Smith. Now you're thinking, oh, where does Emma come in? Well, she's uh, an inclusive and well-being manager for one of Scotland's largest law firms, Berness Paul. Um, and the reason that we got in contact was because um, Burness Paul had actually become one of the first associations or companies to have been accredited with a menopause friendly accreditation. So obviously I was very much I oh, how does this work and what happens? So Without any much of a hesitation, um, Emma, welcome to the podcast. Good morning, Trudy. Thanks for having me on. Um, Now, I will warn Alice that we are having a few Wi-Fi issues. I'm hoping (laughs) that everything is going to stay nice and steady for us. Um, So, Emma, let's start at the beginning on this and say, so how did a Scottish law firm decide to become menopause friendly?
1: Well, initially, this was something that um, we'd been looking at for a while, Trudy. So we started this journey, if I can call it that, um, back in 2019, which seems incredible now. Mm. Um, but really, menopause was one of those topics that was becoming quite trendy in the inclusion and well-being space. And um, it was just something that really resonated with us as a business, given the sort of demographic of our um employee population we're actually a predominantly um, female organization and we do have a lot of women within the organization who are either sort of getting to the age of 40s and um, or within their 40s and and into their 50s and in particular I guess for the legal sector as a whole gender um, equality and gender progression is something that's very much on our agenda Um, And once we started, obviously, seeing the information coming out around menopause, the impact it's having on women at work, the impact it's having on women thinking of leaving work and progressing throughout their careers, it was really something that we wanted to take forward as an organization. Um, We've got a couple of employee-led networks within Burness Paul, and one of those is Be Valued, which um, is uh, an inclusion group. And menopause was one of the issues that um, the group had brought to our attention, to the firm's attention, as something they wanted to um, to really raise awareness of within the firm. Um, and that, as I say, started around yeah. 2019. Um, tw- so we know, just took it from there, sorry. Wait, no, no, no. When you said about, you know, 2019
0: is actually, um, It was quite an early start because it's quite interesting because 2019 was a year that I was uh, diagnosed with going through the menopause and just through a routine blood test. Um, And at that point, I mean, I had heard very, very little in there. Now, I think Davina had launched her first uh, sex myths and the menopause, which was fine and great if you had been going through the menopause at that time, because that's the problem, isn't it? Everybody thinks the menopause is just for the women that are going through it. Um, and over the last few years, um, I've really realised that actually, the the hub of information that I'm trying to get through is our premenopause stage, which is obviously the ones that ladies are, are not quite there. So at least that they're prepared and know about it. So that was quite early, quite an early stage to be taking that on.
1: Yeah, I think it was. I see it was something that was just. Um coming out as a, as a something that employers needed to start taking notice Thank of you. really um, and I think as you say it was just that I think prior to then there was very little information out there and that's something I think that we've all seen over the past few years is that really there was a lack of awareness from women themselves who are heading into perimenopause into menopause real lack of education for men for employers for GPs um, so that's really, you know, I when I look at this now, I see that the, you know, we've actually gone full circle, haven't we? It's almost yep. like information overload. <laughs> um, and so part of part of where I see, you know, our role now as an employer is to just try and give people that information that they need um, without, you know, overwhelming them. Um, and I think, you know, but yeah it seems to have come full circle you're <laughs> right
0: um, and and it is it is actually um i suppose being a, an admin on several facebook groups that you know are there to help women um support women through the menopause i sometimes struggle a little bit i want to answer every post because there is that you know everybody means well but there is sometimes um you know like everything dr google and um you know, a misload of information, which needs to make sure that it, it's clarified. And because, you know, HRT, for example, is as personal as the pill. Um, we didn't all go on one pill when we were like, you know, in our, in our younger years. So why would HRT be the similar? And I suppose that's one of the things that I like to educate and go, look, that we haven't got options. Um, and don't be afraid that if one, one lot of HRT isn't working, that you can't go back and change, but perhaps I've sort of jumped the middle bit here because I want to go back to the um, legal firm. And um, how did you find, I mean, so, you, you know, as a, as a company, you decide that you want to become menopause friendly. So what did you do next? I mean, how did you find
1: out about where to go? So we were working with an organization called Henpicked. Mm-hmm. Um, I had come across Henpicton and Deborah Garlic um, through other um, well-being networks that I'm a part of. Um, so we started working with them on a, a project plan essentially around how to, um, how to really raise awareness of, of menopause in the workplace and how to put the support structures and mechanisms in place for our employees. And really the starting point of that was to do training. Um, and I think that goes back to that point on, on education. So it's, it was a case of really starting from scratch, getting the conversation going. Um, we decided that the menopause training in our workplace was for everyone. So um, there was very much a sense from our employees that they wanted um, everyone to be part of this conversation. So managers, male colleagues, um, everyone to get that sort of toolkit if you like on what menopause means the impact it can have on um, on women at work so um, really as I say what is menopause when does it happen why does it happen and um, what are the signs and symptoms how can you manage it um, and <clears throat> how to approach your GP to talk about that and just as you were saying there what are your different options around treatment um, because I think As we all probably know now, GPs don't have a great amount of of knowledge on that, and that has got to really be driven by the individual. So, you know, it's kind of that for um, having that information as you go to the GP is really, really important. And that's where we've got some of the best feedback from our employees, just giving them that wealth of knowledge. As to what's available you know it's not just hrt and it's not just one type of hrt and there are different paths for different people and also what support is available so what supports available from your employer and what supports available externally so whether that be through gps through menopause specialists and so that that was kind of our starting point and just to get people on board with the conversation and um, we then looked at things around you know, our policies and processes. So as an employer, what support do we have in place? And a lot of it is very, very simple things that you can do to make your workplace menopause friendly. So whether that is looking at things like your physical environment, um, you know, things like uniforms, ventilation, access to desk fans, um, your absence policies. All these different types of things, and um, what does your occupational health provider um, offer? Your, do you have an employee assistance program that, that people can access information through? And um, so that that was um, kind of where where we sort of got our conversation started, and then just kept building on that around asking people what what they wanted from us. Can
0: I ask you Emma just on that because um this is something that has come up actually and um, what more to ask than, than a, a DNI manager on a law firm um <laughs> absence policies uh mm-hmm. so we are in the middle of, I'm saying we um uh, Jersey is quite sort of getting into menopause policy now I'm trying to write menopause policies and one of the mm-hmm. things I had cu- uh, come up last week was absence management now of course um, I don't know, It's same with you, but you can take, you know, up to three days without an unmedicated sickness leave, or unauthorized sickness leave. Then you have to have a doctor's sick note kind of thing. Um, but we were talking about the, um, you know, when you write down or even if you're chatting to your team manager or your HR manager, mm-hmm. if, if that's the way it is, about why you are off. Do you are you now monitoring uh, menopause as a condition or are you still looking at the fact that um, it is the symptom of the menopause? If that causes for absence,
1: um, to be honest, we're not recording. I wouldn't say we record menopause-related absence as such. Okay. Um, so in terms of recording it, and you know, other firms might be different. Um, I think it would very much depend on your specific sickness absence policies and whether or not you have enhanced sickness absence policies and really what, the, I guess, the culture of of your organisation is like. Um, so we don't record it as, I say, menopause-specific. That is a conversation that um, we've had and that kind of is something that actually even myself have asked um, you know the likes of hen picked and it yes. is very variable as to what employers do um, i would say that most people probably don't record it as menopause related no, it,
0: it's it's a very interesting uh, like because when we were talking about it so you know one of the things that i talk about um in education is that um and trying to like bring in the platform is that you know it would reduce sickness days and then was we well, actually how many sickness days do we lose through menopause symptoms so now with the app with with this um now the installation or implementation, installation, implementation of policy, it's kind of saying, well, okay, how do we record? Um, how do we record that this policy will help employees? Um uh, yes, it gives them a, a protected right, or uh, particularly with the tribunals that we've been seeing in the UK over the last year, uh, 2021, that is. Um believe there were over 18 tribunals um on menopause issues so it's quite difficult isn't it because as you say I I I I don't know I don't I I don't actually know the answer to that Mm -hmm. I would like to think that um one of one of the ways I train is to train line managers Mm -hmm. so I think management training per se has sort of slipped away so back in the day when I was a manager, um, I had to do management training to be able to go to the next level. Now, due to time and and money and pressure, the the management training in a lot of companies has sort of fallen away. So when I wrote um, menopause training for line management, I, I use CIPD guidelines and bearing in mind my background's corporate. So it was kind of like easy to think, well, actually, you don't don't reinvent the wheel. You know, CIPD guidelines, excellent. They've opened the conversation about menopause, but in fact, it's about being an effective line manager and, and the importance of training line managers, because they're actually first port of call. Mm-hmm. Now, whether that means line management for menopause or line management for mental health or line management for anything that's going on in your team that may have an effect on your team's performance, productivity, absence management which is we're going back to where we were um did you
1: roll out um line management training for your staff yeah so we do we our line managers um have had training Um, and I think you're absolutely right I would agree that a lot of this comes back to basic and good line management around having the ability to have good sensitive conversations with your team that Open culture of open communication. Um, But yes, and I think managers having that awareness of what impact the symptoms of menopause can have on someone in their team. um, And also being aware of the types of adjustments that can um, be implemented to make a difference to that person um, and to be able to have sensitive conversations around that and not to make assumptions Uh uh-huh yes it's very important (laughs) and again
0: you know that's absolutely right I mean that's a very important point that you've just made there um you know people say to me oh well uh, particularly when I'm training men for example Mm -hmm. so you know um so let's take two case studies which is absolutely true because obviously I do a lot of work in many different organizations both frontline staff and and obviously office staff Um, And the the guys say to me, you know, well, we are we really struggle. You know, how do we open up the conversation? You know, particularly if we think somebody's work is suffering um, or maybe they've had an outburst, either frontline or in the office, which is a true example of somebody that I'm working with. Um, And basically, if it hadn't been for a female HR manager who said in the end, because the line manager didn't know what to do went straight through to HR, HR then have to deal with it. And the female HR officer said, can I ask, are you going through the menopause now? And I said, oh, you were lucky to get away with that one. Um, because if that had been a guy, that would have been a very difficult situation for them to handle. Um, and again, I said, you know, at the end of the day, you're back to this line management training. You don't have to be a menopause expert. To be an effective line manager, or, or in fact, an HR manager for that, for that one to word, um, I suppose the best thing to do, it, it, exactly what you said, Emma, to begin with, is to open up, and that's what I try to encourage employers to do: is to open up with a sort of signs, symptoms, and solutions um, training session for everybody,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know, and then if you don't know what you know, you're not sure, at least if you're having a conversation which is open and relaxed and comfortable, but your employer has already opened the door, which is why I think, you know, Berners-Paul were well, obviously quite, quite ahead, I know you might think, quite ahead of their time in 2019 to be opening up those conversations, at least then the women will feel comforted or reassured that their employer at least is talking about it.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. And I think like for me, policies are not the be all and end all mm-hmm. at all. I think they have their place and they're very, they are useful and they they do kind of give a, a permissive framework, if you like, for that conversation. And I think it gives it gives people reassurance to have policies in place. It gives managers reassurance um, in terms of you know what what they're how they should approach something yes but it's it is yeah. about culture and it is about having an open conversation I think as well you've got to remember as we said at the start a lot of women themselves do not realize that yeah. these symptoms are actually related to menopause um you know and so I think that's where the education piece comes in where people can um have that have that awareness and have that education that makes them think ah actually maybe this is um maybe this is you know something to do with menopause or perimenopause um so i think that's that is where it's really important um and that's you know that's also i think where it's useful to have menopause champions within your organization yes um who can kind of give that well they can be that subject matter expert and they can also be that point of contact for people help them, you know, kind of frame those conversations with their managers, they can share their own experiences. Um, and they're just, you know, really keen to work with employers to kind of drive forward change within the organization. Um, and I think that can be a really helpful role um Without think- obviously giving medical advice, they no. are
0: that's right and again going back on that the first point now I've just written that because I wanted to touch on menopause champions and also uh well you'll be valued but I think um from a training perspective or or from a symptomatic perspective again I I still I still sort of get a little bit bemused by um uh, the amount uh, of people women because if we don't understand what those 34 Plus, because now I go from 34 to 44 to 40 symptoms are then how we expected to educate our partners um our men in our life whether that's colleagues work colleagues um I think we have to take um uh, an accountability to ourselves to understand what options are open to us in respect to solutions so I'm very much about that kind of educating the woman in fact I'm actually in the process. I've written that down. Actually, of um, creating what, what I've called the bookmark. Now I I know that um, you will have heard of Louise Newson, but Louise Newson, as guru doctor, created an app called Balance, which
1: is amazing.
0: But I I sometimes think that perhaps women really don't need any more technology in their lives than what we already have to put up with. Maybe I'm just talking from a very personal perspective there. Um, so I created this bookmark, which is going to sit on my website. Um which basically means be printed off and you, and I'm going to try and get this into the doctors over here, which is basically a tick box. So the start mm-hmm. it says is how old are you? Then it says, how old was your mum or elder sibling going, showing menopausal symptoms? Um, because we know that genetically there is a very strong link uh, particularly in early menopause. Um, and that also gives the doctor something to work on so if you're 43 or younger and you're showing so then there's a list of symptoms and you've tick boxed all these yeah um you can go along <laughs> and if he sees that your mum was 42 mm-hmm. then that at least puts all those and we know that the symptoms are so varied so we have this from you know um generic joint pain right mm-hmm. which unless you have it it's not kind of like a backache when you wake up in the morning it can be like really chronic hip pain in my case Mm -hmm. um to to something really serious like depression or heart palpitations or high blood pressure now i've talked to a lot of women who have been put on statins for high blood pressure or a high heart rate now i get that okay so i'm not knocking that all because if I go to the doctor and say, my heart's going mad, I think I'm going to have a heart attack. And they take your heart and they go, oh, yeah, your mm-hmm. blood pressure's high. They're going to immediately go down that route whereby if you have a bookmark that shows actually I'm suffering with about 22 other symptoms, it could be <laughs> that, you know, it's kind of looked at generically. So um, I love that way of what you're saying about educating, because that's kind of where I'm trying to go to in companies. The menopause champions, menopause experts, whether they do a cafe, um, I, I will be careful that because that's a franchise, but but a meeting, isn't it? As you say, somebody who can who can help other ladies going through it and, and as well maybe mentor the company.
1: Um, mm-hmm. What was your group, Be Valued? So that's one of our um, employee networks, okay. um, and they actually – cover a sort of range of issues um, or have done in the past. And we sort of, it's kind of organically grown into different um, sort of, I guess, affinity groups. But menopause was one of the, the topics that the members of the group um, wanted to bring up. And it, it is a kind of employee discussion group essentially. So we'd, we'd done a session back in in 2019 on, on menopause. Um, And lots of people had had come together saying, you know, it was something that they um, were impacted by and or wanted to know more about um, and that, you know, this was something that obviously a group of people within the organization were
0: took on themselves
1: yeah we're finding to be um you know a commonality in that it was it was something that was happening to you know a quite a large group of, of people and it was helpful to talk about it yeah um, and that sort of that's how that it grew from us for us our employee networks very much feed into our strategy around um, respect and inclusion well-being um, and okay. so you know policies like for example parent and carers will feed very much into our family policies etc and um, so there was that drive there from from the group to kind of move forward within the organisation, um, and to start looking at this from an employer perspective in terms of of training and and policies and processes. Um, I guess at the same time, obviously being a law firm, we have got an employment law practice who were very much seeing this as a a topic um, within their own sector. Um, so we sort of had we're coming at it from from multiple yeah, um, yes. angles. Um, but I do think, you know, what you're saying actually about the the bookmark or, or checklist, that's certainly something that has been really, really well received within yeah. Burness Hall. Um, so, you know, educating on things like the nice guidelines around menopause, yes, yeah. um, having guidelines around how to speak to your GP, the, a symptom tracker, those types of things, people have been really, really, um, you know, it's actually made a massive difference phone up and say to your GP can I speak to the person in the practice who deals with menopause
0: but again you know just just playing devil's advocate there of course one of the things that we're trying to state now in the UK is that actually um, and this is uh, based on the Forset report which is 2022 Mm -hmm. but whereby they're actually stating that you know all GPs Mm -hmm. whether they are menopause centric or not should be able to uh comprehend or at least accept that there is you know that they that they should be able to provide HRT as the first option. Now I don't I'm not I'm not going to get into this argument today because I there is there is swings around about so I'm holistic okay I look at lifestyle that's my that was that was my bag. So I did mm-hmm. menopause for about two years on holistically. So I looked at diet I looked at sleep and I looked at how to get my stress levels down? How to reduce stress in my life? And I, I was in a very stressful position at that time, locked down in Spain with no way out because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but interestingly, there were still some things, there were still some symptoms that could not—I could not uh, get past holistically. Um, it certainly helped, but but not completely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think I do think that this GP education comes back to and I you know I was lucky I, I found a GP in Jersey who um, I now partner with on a on a business perspective who mm-hmm. uh, does all the, the medical side and I do the holistic side and my GP and who was different but he was actually really good he went well actually I've just done that CPD course with Louise Newson whilst I was in lockdown and <laughs> I went that's terrific Excellent. You know what we're doing then. Um, so, yeah, you're right. It's it is about having that understanding. And we we do know that I think it's out of still three out of 10 women, um, which is very low, are, are only being offered, are, are not being offered HRT. Or just like, no, let's go back. No, are being offered when the doctors, they go to the GP. Mm-hmm. And we want the GPs to be more, you know, before you start going down antidepressants and it is it must be a really fine line because if a woman is focusing on how she feels, which is fair enough, and if you're feeling very depressed or anxious or, you know, uh, not being able to cope, some of the words that, that ladies have talked to me about, you know, grief, feeling alone, um, and this is quite, you know, a very deep feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you go to the doctors going, this is how I feel, they're obviously in their 10 minute appointment, can only, <laughs> can only look, at these emotions or these symptoms and that's why I kind of you know it's great that you've embraced that as well and I'm trying to sort of bring that into corporates Mm -hmm. now to say look go to this have this here at least then that gives you a better guide because who's going through the menopause today may not you know tomorrow it could be somebody different and we Mm -hmm. know that there's 13 billion women going through it in the UK now quite scary really isn't it Mm -hmm. um So, yeah, I mean, it's great to see that you've got a sort of a and i group. I presume your B-Valued group, sorry to go back to that, (laughs) talks about everything.
1: Yeah, so we've got various different groups within the firm, but um, which have kind of grown from um, many of them have kind of grown from B-Valued. So we have a mental health group. separate mental health group now we have a separate um race faith and ethnicity group we've always had an lgbt group okay Um, we've had a parent and carer group um but yeah it covers a range of of different topics that people um you know just want to discuss and that as I say there's a commonality of where people want to um and it's a really good forum for people to be able to share their own experiences and I think that within organizations from an employer you know point of view it's, it's this culture piece and this encouraging disclosure encouraging conversation and breaking down that sort of taboo and the stigma around many of these topics, mental health, menopause, um, you know, that's really valuable to employees um, and gives people the confidence to then, you know, talk to their line manager, talk to HR. um, But really, you know, creating those sort of senior role models within the organization who are saying, look, I've been there, I've done this, I'm going through it. And that's that's really important. Um, You know, and actually as an employer really engaging people in this conversation um, is kind of one of our, you know, main, I think, obligations and in terms of the accreditation, that's what, you know, you're sort of assessed on many, many different um, factors. And so it is and a lot of that is around culture and engagement and just making sure that this is on the agenda and looking at it as a, you know, it is a life stage. It's not something that just happens. And then, you know, next week you're you're going to come back to work and you're fine. So, you know, you need to have that culture really where there's an understanding and, you know, and that people have that knowledge and, and can put those that support in place no and that's you know and i'm really just to sort of round
0: up but we we have a, a lady in, in jersey called kate wright who has um set up the diversity network and i did a podcast mm-hmm. with her all about what what diversity and inclusion really meant you know really really meant um i think many people think of it as something that's just there in a nice having in a in an hr capacity and here you are as a mm-hmm. dni and well-being manager which is amazing um but uh, still we, we have like a sort of bit of a thwarted look on this so and we had a great conversation and the, and the words that she kept on using exactly you know what you're saying Emma you know it's the culture within the within the organization the coming from the top but also how that's formulated within the staff and that everybody in the organization has a role to play in in culturing (laughs) and culturing Mm -hmm. the culture Um, so you know about going to see people that maybe not spoken to and and and
1: doing that I think it's about knowing it's it's about you know acknowledging that everybody's different that's you know everybody's got different circumstances everybody's got different things going on in their lives whether it's you know menopause whether it's you know caring responsibilities whether it's you know gender identities we're all different. we've got different faiths we've got different religions you know and it's actually just about getting to know people and uh, yeah um, you know having that having that respect for people's circumstances and being empathetic and understanding of those and not making I think I said this before Judgment. but not making assumptions assumptions yeah, and, and, yeah. and judgments and that's you know what creates to me an inclusive culture um but yeah it's you know and it doesn't happen overnight it's it's an ongoing evolving um evolving change but i think it's just yeah you say this has
0: been going on for a while and and but i just i like the thought of um of you know if you are listening to this why not go and find somebody in your company, particularly if you're in a big company. Not so much if you're a small company, um, and just say, you know, go up and introduce yourself or make or do that. I mean, I know that having worked in large organisations, I never even knew who was sitting on the same floor as me, let alone the floor above me. Um, so I really would have now, knowing what I know now, I'd love to have gone back mm-hmm. and and revisited all of those and been able to go and say hello to somebody that I I don't know or anything. Um, I just want to actually just make note before we sort of finish. um, And it's something that, you know, these podcasts will be going out across jurisdiction. Um, So we're looking at Gibraltar, Ireland, uh, Jersey, Guernsey. um, Oh, gosh, lots of different jurisdictions and the UK as well, of course. Um, But one of the things that I've been sort of used as an ambassador for is is what we call the 51 Employers Pledge. Um, So people say, why 51? Uh Aha the average age of the menopause. So we've tried to set this up in Jersey. When well, I say I didn't, I'm an ambassador. So Kate um, had set up the pledge to try to help companies develop, uh, to become a menopause-friendly association. Um, and it, it did a 14-point pledge, which of course helps companies to maybe exactly what you, you said at the very beginning, Emma, um, about understand the importance of training, about what it needs to do to open out to its employers um, and that also can be found on my website on uh, vitality40 plus.com um, and it will if, if your company if you're listening and your company hasn't signed up then why not print off the pledge and go and speak to your HR manager um, to see if you can because this is always a great start uh, it's not audited at the moment it's not count you know it's about being accountable to the pledge points. But it's great because Henpicked, I know um, from menopause training that, you know, they're probably the, the number one, the number one supplier. And that's why I was quite interested to see mm-hmm. um, how they how they got everything accredited. But Emma, thank you so much for your time. But before we go, before we go, and um, I didn't warn you about this. Um, can you <laughs> I could feel you now like. <laughs> no, and um, could we have three tips For our listener to uh, either help them become um, a a menopause friendly company or perhaps to become uh, a more diverse and open
1: community in their organization? Um, Okay, well, I guess uh, I've probably, yeah. My top tip, I guess, in terms of becoming uh, more inclusive is is get to know your colleagues and, um, you know, don't don't make assumptions about people's, which really comes down to, and I think so important with the menopause is um, be informed, get, you know, know your facts, find out, find out what it's all about, whether you're um, someone who's potentially going through the menopause or you're going to be line managing people so I think um, being informed would be my uh, number one top tip and um, know how to ask for help and how to have those conversations around menopause if you're a manager to have those you know sensitive conversations and. Um, and also know how to ask for help from your GP. There's lots of great resources out there. Trudy, you've mentioned you've got your own resources on your website. Um, I know there's lots of information around um, how to kind of ask for that support. Know what's available to you through your employer. There may already be resources in place. um, As I say, whether that's through things like occupational health, employee assistance programs, whether you've got cashback medical schemes or private medical schemes. Quite often there's toolkits available on on all these websites that employees often don't look at. Um, And share your own experiences to help others, whether that's around menopause or or any other um, issue related to diversity and inclusion. I think sharing our own experience and being role models really, really helps to get that message across. Ah that's brilliant. Absolutely.
0: I'll t- totally and utterly reiterate and uh, confirm everything you've just said there. So listen, thank you so much, Emma, for your time. I'm really glad our wifi held out in the end. Um, <laughs> which. Is great. It was just a little bit, just a little bit in the middle. But um, no, thank you so much for your time and I'm I'm really really pleased that we spoke and hopefully this will get out to more HR managers uh, within within the companies and uh, we'll be able to follow suit. Great. Thanks, Trudy. Yes. Cheers, Emma. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. For more information on the topic that you've just listened to, please visit my website, www.vitality40plus.com. Thanks for listening.